If you have a family or you've had a difficult time connecting the dots between the work-life balance, you want to listen to this episode of Mentor to Millions by Mark Tim and Kevin Harrington on Shark Tank. But he talks about a concept that will be revolutionary if you're having a difficult time managing your work and your family life. He actually incorporated his family. He runs it like a business, and it's his most valuable business. Thank you for everyone who likes and shares our show, and we're always thankful for reviews. Hope this is helpful. What I really needed was to recreate myself, which means to bring something new into the world that has never existed before. All right, welcome. Today we have Mark Tim. He is the author of Mentor to Millions with Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, Secrets of Success in Business, Relationships, and Beyond. I like the relationship part for sure. Welcome, Mark. Hey, I'm so thankful to be here with you. Looking forward to rolling up our sleeves and uh, diving in. Oh, awesome. I, I was doing a little looking around, and uh, you know, the first thing that popped off about, about you was uh, you got six kids. I know you live out in Indiana, so uh, managing your journey uh, and talking about you know, what brought you to writing this book, and we want to ask you a bunch of questions about the big ideas. Because one of the most common questions I get is you know, embedded in these ideas is you know, when you, you know, how do you pick a mentor, and if you're mentoring, you know, the idea behind mentorship and getting it right. Uh, so talk to me about how you went from corporate America, family man, to doing what you're doing now. Yeah, I, I worked for Kellogg's. I worked for USA Today. And I, I knew I was put on this earth to do something different and to do something more. And so I decided that the entrepreneurial journey would be the journey I'd take. The challenge is, is that uh, I traded one 90 hour a week job and I just created another one over here with my entrepreneurial pursuits. And and I had success. I, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've sold seven companies. I had some success in the business world, but where I wasn't winning was at home. And so I, I was winning at work, but I was not winning at home. And I knew that that had to change. And then one day I made my family my most valuable business in the world. And that's when really everything changed for me. And so this book, Mentor to Millions, the millions is not dollars. The millions is impact. Mm. And the, the quickest way to impact millions of people is through mentorship. It's the one secret that super successful people have. The Steve Jobs, the Bill Gates, the Warren Buffetts, they all had mentors in their lives. They had mentors that were there when they needed them most to, to walk them through failure or to help their genius get to the world. And so Kevin Harrington, the original shark from Shark Tank, my co-author, we said, it's time that we tell the world you know, how real success happens in business relationships and beyond. And that's through mentorship. That's having other people in our lives to guide us, to direct us and to help us when we need it most. And guess what? Right now in this world, we need help. Like we need mentors more than ever. This book was written before COVID, before quarantine. But right now, people need help to do what they're doing, to pivot, to, to go to the next level. And mentorship is where it's at. It, yeah, I mean, your, your book obviously resonated with me because uh, I kind of went through the same journey. Uh, I was an entrepreneur, maybe in reverse. I was, an, I was a, an entrepreneur leader in the wrong way for so long, uh, you know, chasing the buck, you know, putting my family last, 
think you said least and last. It was really interesting. Uh, and then, and then finally, last and least pivotal moment. I want to talk about your your driveway moment, but the you know, and ultimately re redesigning and recreating my life so that it's that it was uh, it was done better. So you were like, if I met you ten years ago, I would have I would have definitely had a much different outcome. Uh, talk about that, you know, that journey that you, you, you left a, a known world of corporate America and went into an unknown world of entrepreneur, which, which has also had its challenges. Visit on that and, uh, and talk about connecting those dots back to family. Yeah. So, I mean, entrepreneurship is a journey. It's, it's a journey. It's like climbing a mountain. You know, we all have to climb the same mountain as an entrepreneur. It's just whether or not we're going to take the long way or the short way. And so, you know, I was climbing that mountain. I was having some success. But, you know, the moment you're talking about was a day, a moment. And, and the book opens up with this moment. And I'm sitting at the end of my driveway and I don't want to go home. Like I'm sitting down there and I've got about a third of a mile long driveway and I can sit at the end and nobody can see me. So I'm sitting down there and I don't want to go home. Now, the reasons for me not to want to go home would be I filed bankruptcy. I, I made a bunch of bad decisions. I lost a lot of money. But that day was different. That was the best day I've ever had as an entrepreneur. I had my biggest sale I'd ever had. I absolutely crushed it. I made every decision with confidence and clarity. And I'm sitting at the end of my driveway because I know the second I walk through the doors of my home, it's all over. Like I'm going to leave a world of confidence and clarity and I'm going to enter a world of chaos and confusion. And, and that was the moment that I, I literally looked myself in the rearview mirror and said, Mark, you've got it all wrong. Mm-hmm. You were put on this earth to win at home, not just win at work. What if... What if the most valuable business that you will ever own, ever operate, ever even get to be a part of was the one you were going home to, not the one you went to that morning? What if every single thing I did as an entrepreneur was practice so that I could get it perfect at home? And that's when I did the 180 and I said, from here on out, my family will get my best and my first and not my last and my least. Now to do this, I had to like go, I had to totally go all in. So I legally incorporated my family. You can look up on the Indiana Corporation Register and you'll find 2B Tim's LLC. That is a legal entity. And my daughter, my youngest daughter of six owns the same amount of shares that I do. Okay. And so we started having shareholder meetings and we created a family logo. And here's a funny story. So I use the same crowdsourcing platform, Logo Tournament, to do the logo for my business. And I got 85 submissions. I went back and said, I'm going to create the best family logo imaginable. My whole family participated. We spent a month doing this. I got 188 submissions for my family logo from all over the world. And I just started taking everything I was good at in business and bringing it home. If I was good at meetings, I did meetings. If I was good at marketing, I brought that home. And after over time and consistency, my family bought off and said, wait a minute, dad means it. This is the most valuable business in the world. And we started acting like it as a family. And that's why my, my kids that are now young adults, okay, they're, they've left my home. I've only got one left. Mm-hmm they're now tackling the world. I mean, they've got so much plans for the world that they didn't have. They hated that I was an entrepreneur seven years ago. I'm convinced my youngest daughter couldn't even spell it. And so, but they resented I was an entrepreneur. And today 
they would tell you they don't want their dad doing anything but being an entrepreneur, that they love it and that they have benefited from it. Now, here's the cool part. I still drive the same truck that I did that day. I still live in the same house. I'm still married to the same wife. I still have the same kids. The only thing that changed that day was me. Mm-hmm. And me, that was it. I'm the only thing that changed, but yet it changed everything for our entire family. Your board of directors wouldn't let you have a new car. You got to get approval. The family meeting, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my kids started getting their driver's license. Man, Terrence, at one point in time, I had seven cars in my driveway. It was insane. So yeah, I, I couldn't afford another car. An so interesting anyway. idea. Uh, you know, it, it's it's the right idea. You know, doing something the right way with the you know everyone looks at their the building the, the 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 perfect business. Of course, I don't know if you saw this, but now it's the fastest trend of new businesses happening. I guess the uh, our GDP report's coming out. It's going to be the a, a records and records, and that doesn't mean we're being successful. You know, it, it it means we're making money. Does that doesn't translate a lot of times into success? A lot of times it translates you know into into other issues. But how do you make it? How do you make it happen? Like that's an interesting idea, and on paper it looks great. How do you put it in play? What 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 do you have got to cut out? Well, I mean, here's the deal. I I believe if you're talking about the family business, I believe you just take an inventory. What are you good at in business? You can be that good at home. You know, if you're good at like my businesses can't function if I don't have a regular staff meeting once a week. And so, do you know that prior to that moment? My family had never had an on-purpose meeting ever. Like we would sit around and have dinner or, or meet in the hallway or what are you doing tomorrow? What are you doing tomorrow? I mean, a meeting where we said, why were we created? Like, what's our impact in the world? What was what our family supposed to do? How are we going to impact our community? What's our purpose as a family? Like who needs help inside of our family? And what happened was my kids got a voice And more importantly, they got a vote because remember, I told you the shareholder structure. So when when my kids figured out that they had a voice and a vote, I mean, they started really diving in and rolling up their sleeves. And this family business thing mattered. And so and we we would we would do family projects and we we went on an eight week, eight thousand mile, 27 state RV trip paid for by the family business because we worked together to raise the funds to be able to do that. And we did a lot of philanthropy as well. And so my kids are forever changed because of it. You know, one of the crazy things is my family business put all of our kids on salary. We added up everything that we <laughs> spent on our kids and we divided it up and we handed them debit cards. And so whenever it came time to, I need a new pair of shoes, it's like, you so fine, buy them. You know, a shirt, buy them. I want to go out to the movies with my friends. Sure. We went from saying no a million times to saying yes to everything. Now, here's the catch. I had kids that were broke the fifth day of the month. Like they were completely broke, no money left, borrowing from their (laughs) siblings because my son bought a custom pair of Converse. I didn't even know you could do such a thing. Like I didn't know that there was such a thing until we (laughs) opened a box and his name was on it. And, And he spent all of his money on a pair of shoes, but then he had no money left for anything else. So my kids failed under my roof so that they could thrive when they left my home. And that's what our family business did for them. That's a int- I have no idea this interview was going to go that direction, but you know, it's not just another book about the, the magic secrets of success because success isn't, isn't, isn't wealth. I mean, wealth, wealth, by the way, wealth 
by definition, it's abundance, and, and it's not defined as money. Uh, oh, that's just interesting. I, I mean, I had like three questions come up I didn't even think of as I was reviewing things. Like, how does someone that's divorced do this? Like, let's say you want to incorporate something like this and let's yeah. get divorced, you know? It, it's all about intentionality, right? I mean, you can absolutely have an intentional on purpose. In fact, I think, uh, you know, I think divorced parents need to do it more than anything. And I'm, I'm going to really just, yeah, I told you I was going to get real and raw. Mm-hmm. And so my wife that I did this business with, uh, this is a second marriage. So we were the modern day Brady Bunch, three boys, three girls. Yeah. And prior to that, it was his, hers, theirs, ours, all of this. When we became a family business, the three kids, her kids did not have my last name. And they held an executive session of our family <laughs> meeting and said, time out. We are all in. We are equal shareholders, but there is a problem. And the problem is this business is called 2B Tim's and our last name is not Tim's. And you better fix that right now. And so it wasn't quite that easy, but over the course of six or seven months, we got it fixed because now we were one team. Mm-hmm. We were, I, I like to say we, we, we completed a corporate merger. We brought two companies together and we had now we had the same board of directors and the same management team mm-hmm. and everybody had the same equity in the business. And so, you know, so if you're a divorce situation, maybe it's even more powerful for you than you know, if you've still got nuclear family parents. And so it certainly worked for us. And it's kind of a spoiler alert because I reveal that at the end of the book. And by the way, the book again is Mentor to Millions. Mm-hmm. And I believe the most important people you will ever mentor in your life is your family. And that's why we talk about business in this book. We talk about relationships and we talk about beyond. And so we weren't put on this earth to be alone. We're not supposed to do this life thing alone. We're not supposed to be entrepreneurs alone. You know, you, all these new businesses, over 3 million new businesses have started as a result of the time frame of quarantine. I read that statistic on National Mentorship Day yesterday. They were talking about this. And you're right. It doesn't mean they'll be successful because a lot of them, are doing it on their own. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they don't have the courage or the confidence to raise their hand and say, I'm ready to be mentored. But yet yeah. there's so many people out there like you and me that are ready to mentor. And so, you know, so entrepreneurs are not supposed to be alone. Families are not supposed to be alone, man. We're in it to win it together. Mm-hmm. That's what this book was really about is if you get the right mentors in your life, you become the best student of those mentors. And then you start mentoring other people I flat guarantee you, you will impact millions of people in your lifetime. That's the formula. Mm, that's really interesting. I mean, you talk about the work-life balance. I heard you speak on it a couple different times. You kind of blow up that idea. Give, give us some more ideas about that. Well, here's the deal. Work-life balance is a myth. It's the holy grail. It's like, uh, it's like he's trying to balance on a log going down a river. Like there's just no way it's ever going to happen because what's going to happen is one is always going to be out of balance. And, and so we go on this journey for work-life balance and we fail and we, we feel so deflated and frustrated. The real, the real goal, the real achievable destination is work-life integration. Mm-hmm. It's work-life integration. It's, it's not having your kids hate that you're an entrepreneur. It's letting them be part of your entrepreneurial journey so that they love you being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. It's, it's taking them with you. Terrence, for four years, I didn't go on a single business trip without one of my kids. 
So not a single trip. I don't care if it was a million dollar deal. One of my kids was sitting there. I don't care if it was a mastermind that I was paying coin to be there. I told him I wouldn't pay him a penny unless my kids could come with me and be at that mastermind. And so, you know, so that's work-life integration and, and things are caught. They're not taught. And the relationships that I built with them by making them part of my entrepreneurial journey are so much deeper than I could do at home. I wish I could do it at home. I just couldn't. Mm. It was in Ubers. It was in Marriott's. It was in on Delta flights. It was, you know, it was in taxi cabs. It was at dinners that I really was able to pour into their lives. And we had conversations were just life changing. That's really cool. It's kind of like if you, you know, there's no work-life balance. It's like you're saying the world's not flat anymore. That doesn't exist. It's like that's a, that's a big objective for some people. And, and uh, Hey, you know what? Here's the deal, man. I got it wrong right. for way longer than I got it right. I was telling you that off the air. So right. the only reason I can say what I'm saying is because I know what it's like to get it wrong. And when I was getting it wrong, I was searching for work-life balance. And every time I did, I felt flat on my face or right on my keister because I'd spin off that log and fall and fail and I was frustrated. But when I realized that I needed to integrate, I had to take these two worlds and bring them together and let them integrate, then I I quit searching for balance because integration is beautiful. I mean, taking your kids on, on trips with you is beautiful. Making your family part of your entrepreneurial journey so that they want to be there and support you and encourage you instead of resent you is a beautiful thing. That's integration, not balance. And that's why I just don't believe in work-life balance. I think, uh, I think it's a myth, and I think you can spend your whole life chasing it, and you'll never find it. But I think you can integrate your work and your life, and you can do it right now. Mm, I was reading uh, how the word priority has been kind of evolved in its meaning over the last many years. It used to mean the one, right? Priority is prior, which means one. And then, you know, priorities is a plural word, like it means lots of different things. And, you know, it's kind of kind of putting that family first. I'm, I'm curious about one more thing. I'm not sure whether or not this was in your board meeting, but how did you deal with social media as a family? Um, social media. Uh, well, I thought you were going to ask me how I put family first. And so, because, uh, because it was a challenge for me being an entrepreneur. So I'll I'll answer that and then I'll talk about social media. So, um, here I am an entrepreneur. I work like crazy. How am I going to put my family first? So I did a little inventory. When am I my best in the morning, in the morning, my family, like I'm the best version of myself in the morning. So I had all these kids going to school. So I'm not a cook. I'm not a chef. I I don't know if my kids had ever seen me make a meal, you know, myself. So I decided my kids needed to get the best of me. So I would become a short order cook for years. So every single morning I would make whatever my kids wanted made for breakfast. If it was oatmeal, fine. If it was cheesy eggs, fine. If it was an omelet, fine. If it was French toast, fine. And I would make all these different items every morning because I wanted them to know that they were important to me. And when I would make them breakfast, they would talk to me. They would engage with me. I could pour into their lives and make sure they walked out the door with bellies fed and the right mindset for their day. And that took massive commitment to do it. And I had to learn. I had to watch a lot of the Food Channel. And I had to, you know, really, it was a long journey for me with the kids. But it was a way of me giving them my first and my best. And it made a huge difference in their life. 
um, as far as social media goes, you know, social media, it's a slippery slope. Mm. You know, at one point we're like getting upset with our kids because they're on social media all the time. But then we realized is that what an opportunity to learn and grow. And right. so we told them they could be on social media as long as we were on there with them. We had to right. be on their accounts and mm. we had to be able to see what they were doing. It's just like the money example I gave you. My kids made horrible decisions with their money mm. at first, and then they figured it out and they learned it right. on social media. How are you going to help them, you know, learn what's appropriate and what's not if they're not doing it under your roof? Right. And so it's so funny because I had this conversation with a young parent that we love very much and they were banning their kids from social media until they were like 15. And I'm like, I'm like, you're making the biggest mistake because they're going to just get better at hiding it from you right. or they're going to make horrible mistakes whenever they're on their own. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, so it was, uh, you know, it was a challenge, but it's one that I'd rather be in it to win it with them, learning with them, making mistakes with them, teaching them. You know, the biggest mistake parents make today is not letting their kids fail. Like that is right. the number one mistake that parents make is not letting them fail. Let them fail over and over and over while you can be there to help them up. You know, one of the things we did, if you got, do you, I assume you got a cell phone, right, Terrence? Oh, yeah. I hate yeah. It. And you had to sign a contract for that. But we hand out cell phones to our kids with nothing but just here, go, right. you know, go, go find yeah, the world. Right. So we developed a contract for our kids. If I had to sign a cell phone with AT&T, then my kids had to sign a contract to get that phone. So when they screwed up, it was real easy. I'd just bring the contract and say, is that your name? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my name. And you remember these rules you agreed to? Yeah, I do. Hand me the phone. There was no arguing. There was no, you know, they, they signed the piece of paper. Well, that's life. Okay. You don't want your kids to learn what it's like to have a contract when they're out of your house. Let them fail under the contract when they're in your house. I just took business principles. I, I sign contracts all the time in business. What a shame if I don't teach my kids what it's like to have a contract. And why should I be fighting with them over the cell phone? You know, it, the, if they can agree to these rules, they get a cell phone. If they can't, they don't have a cell phone. You know, so it's real simple. It's a contract. That's life. A new category of entrepreneurial books. I've never, I've never read a lot of books. I've never heard this idea. <laughs> Good for you. It's hard to go throughout life and not find a thing that someone else has already invented. Uh, good for you. I really enjoy this. Uh, what, uh, what are the big mistakes people make trying to do this, pull it off as a family? Yeah, it's uh, it's consistency. See, in the beginning, my kids were like, oh, dad's just going through a phase like, you know, he'll never stick to this. And so, you know, so if I didn't, you know, I had to do those family shareholder meetings every Sunday night for years. Mm -hmm. And and in the beginning, you know, I had kids that I'd never seen do homework before in their life. And all of a sudden they had five hours of homework. Like they couldn't come to a family meeting. They were far too busy. They had too much homework. And so, you know, but by the end, not only were they at the family meetings, but they were leading the family meetings. I was sitting in the chairs and they were up front leading the family meeting. And so that's the transition. So consistency is a big deal. Mm. And, you know, and vulnerability, you know, one of the things I, I thought my kids shouldn't see me fail. And so part of the reason, you know, I had to put on this fake it till you make it front as an entrepreneur. Right. And so part of the reason I was failing at home was because I would have tough days as an entrepreneur and I would come home and fake it. 
But when I started getting real and I would come home and I would share with them, you know, when things went tough or a deal went south, man, it was amazing how much they would step up and would be there to, you know, ask questions and want to be a part of it and want to want to help with this challenge. Families that are working at home for the first time and they've got kids running around, if they don't sit down and say, this is hard for me, too. I want you to know that this is hard for mom or this is hard for dad. You know, this is not easy. You know, then your family will show you a lot of empathy. It's far, it takes far more courage and strength to be vulnerable than it does to fake it. And so, you know, so that's the big thing I would say. Consistency, vulnerability are two of the big keys to pull this this off at home. And then make sure that your family knows they have a voice and they have a vote. And if they do that, your, your family is capable of anything. And I believe every family was put on this earth to do something extraordinary. Mm-hmm. What a shame if you never figure out what that is. What is it for you, for your family? Yeah, for us, yeah. Uh, for us, uh, first and foremost, we're a faith-based family. And so, you know, I, I, it really says it all in our mission statement. Love God, live right, and lead all out. And if you break that down, the first one is faith. The second one is character. Live right means character. My, my daughter is applying to college and she wrote her essay on a concept called CQ. You see, in our family, we taught CQ. All of our kids were born with an IQ. Uh, they, I can't really influence that. Maybe a couple points one way or the other. But they were born with a zero CQ. And a CQ is character quotient. And so it's my job, my wife's job to influence their character quotient. Well, I'm here to tell you, you put your kids out in the world with a high degree of character. You won't have to worry about whether or not they're employable and whether or not they'll find a right partner and whether or not they'll be a good parent. And the last one is lead all out and lead all out didn't mean that you were the leader of everything. It just meant that you stepped up and that you did lead the things that you're passionate about. Even if it was from the back of the room, it didn't have to be from the front of the room. So for us, it was about faith. It was about character. It was about leadership. And that's why we believe our family was put on this earth is to impact others through those three areas. That's really good. Who's the audience for your book? Like, Who's the ideal person that could yeah. So the book Mentor to Millions, it really, the, the audience is entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So number one, it is loaded. Kevin Harrington, my co-author, man, that guy has got a life of stories. He's the inventor of the infomercial. Mm-hmm. He was on Shark Tank for a few years. I mean, he just has had this extraordinary entrepreneurial journey. He's taken 21 companies to $100 million. So if you want to learn how to scale your business, grow your business, mm-hmm. create a dream team, figure out a new business, man, the lessons are loaded inside this book. So it's for entrepreneurs, but it's also for entrepreneurs who want more out of life than just business. And so if you want to win at home, this book's for you. If you want to win in relationship, this book's for you. So this is really a book for people that are in business and you don't have to be an entrepreneur, but I think you've got to embrace your work world in that way. And so really, if you want to learn about business, learn how to scale relationships and learn how to scale your family, then you found the right book, Mentor to Millions. And uh, we need mentorship in all of those areas. We need mentors in business. We need mentors in our family and we need mentors in our relationships. Well, we do. We really do. What a great message. Uh, what, what else are you working on? You're always <laughs> well, 
I mean, I, I'm myself, I'm on my way to scaling my first $100 million business thanks to the mentorship of Kevin Harrington. That's how powerful mentorship can be. So I'm big in the entrepreneurial space, but my big why is that I really, I want this book to impact so many people. And my big why is that I feel called not to, you know, I already impacted millions of people with my platform, with the book, et cetera. We hit number one, um, we were a bestseller on USA Today, number two on Wall Street Journal, number one in every category we wanted on Amazon. But next for me is, I want to start helping entrepreneurial families, high-performing entrepreneurial families win at home like they win at work. And so I'm going to take this message I've been sharing with you here, mm -hmm. and it's going to go you know, further. You know, It was born out of uh, necessity in my family, and then I share some of the elements inside this book, and I'm being really called by others to take this platform to the next level. So love for everybody to get the book, Mentor to Millions, start there. And then if they want to connect with me at marktim.com, uh, they'll learn a lot more about family and, and see where we go next. Yeah, you're a real role model for that. It's that, that needs to be heard. That message is important. Uh, I mean, none of us woke up you know, in our, in our, right at the day we got out of college and says, we want to start a big business because we just want to do that. Like we all, everybody wanted to start a family and have, you know, love and connection and purpose and, and contribution. So this is a great, great, great book for someone that, uh, if you're an entrepreneur or you want to learn some ideas on how to connect your work and life and integrate those two, I think this is just an awesome, awesome uh, message. Uh, so thank Mark. Hey, thanks for having me here. I really appreciate it. Uh, obviously, you can tell I'm pretty passionate and uh, I love sharing this message. I want to help as many entrepreneurs start winning at the most valuable business in the world. I believe they already own through all these pursuits and all these dreams and all these you know, endeavors. I believe that we already own the most valuable business we'll ever own. And that's the one we're coming home to. And so I hope people heard that loud and clear today. And I hope that uh, they go home and start their journey to mentorship and to impact in their family today. Awesome job. 